2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Um, Ars- oh, Arsenal, Jesus Christ! when we played Arsenal, I was talking about Spurs. Now that we're playing uh, Everton, I'm talking about Arsenal. Everton on the Horizon at the weekend, and uh, Sean Deich's men on, on a good run at the moment since he's come in. And Una Emery looking to get points. So, what could possibly go wrong at the weekend? And I actually think that um, I've I've already done a couple of a couple of podcasts and on, uh, on this. And uh, the more I think about this game, the more I'm looking forward to it. Um, but Paddy, how are you feeling about this weekend coming up?
1: I'm a small bit worried about it, to be honest. Um, we're probably, probably hitting Everton at a, a really good time. Uh, new manager, Bounce, has kicked in. Got to say it, a good manager, an established Premier League manager over the last 10 years. Um one tough cookie, one, uh, his teams are always hard to break down and I'm expecting, expecting a bit of rough and tumble at the weekend. Uh, it's going to be a different type of game than what we've been used to recently. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one, although it's not going to be a walk in the park by any means or not. Guarantee a guaranteed three points. Yeah, before we go any,
2: any further, um, I meant to actually start off the podcast by uh, saying that there was some really, really sad news came out of the footballing fraternity today. Um, somebody who I grew up listening to, and whose voice really was iconic in in, in any footballing match. You know, you hear it in a match of the day, you hear it through the BBC. You know, John Motson passed away today at seventy seven years of age, and uh, it was one of those ones when I saw it, I actually stopped and, and and I know it can be kind of glib sometimes to say this when you see it, but I actually stopped and I went, "Oh Jesus, no!" It kind of, and and I stopped and I I, I thought I must have thought for maybe ten, fifteen, twenty seconds, you know, going, I remember coming home from um I remember being woken up at night by my by my mother and my, my father to come up and watch match of the day. And when like match of the day was um I, I couldn't even tell you what time match of the day is on now, but like when it was on at like quarter past ten or whatever at night, if it's I don't know if it even still is. And I remember being woken up and you get up and you watch watch match of the day and John Matson would be commentating on a game. Maybe something like QPR versus Swindon or something like that, and in the first uh, the first Premier League, first iteration of the Premier League, and you know it, it was it was really nostalgic. And uh, yeah, look, yeah, very good commentator and uh, somebody I think that everybody who will rally around and will say that uh, you know they all have that feeling, or they can all remember his his voice because yeah. he did have a real iconic voice, and yeah, uh, uh, absolutely, certainly will be missed.
1: And I feel, I feel sorry for the newer generation that are used to having Carraher or Neville talking absolute bullshit over a commentator. And and don't get me wrong, Andy Gray did the same, and and Martin Tyler is just yeah. boring compared to what John Motson made football feel. He was one guy sitting there with his big Mac on, his big, his big uh, what would you call those coats he used to wear? Sheepskin. Sheepskin, Sheepskin coats skin. and... Uh, yeah, and it, it is old style microphone that come up around your lips, and yeah. you know if you look at all the iconic FA Cup games over the seventies, eighties into the nineties, all the commentary is all John Mottson behind it, and it was just one person with the microphone, and he just he just had a way of calling a game. It was fantastic.
2: He did absolutely, and um, yeah, rest in peace, John Mottson. I think, and uh, yeah, as I say the there'll be a lot of microphones uh out there that have have um had his voice go through them that will be um you know that's, uh, that uh that have had there'll be a lot of people who've heard his voice come through might his voice come through a lot of microphones should I say that will be missing uh that uh commentary and specifically I think as you mentioned there are things like the FA Cup um for sure you know uh Absolutely. He, he was one of a kind for 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 absolute sure um so getting back to Aston Villa and Everton, um, this weekend, uh, you mentioned there, Paddy, it's going to be a different type of game. There's going to be a bit of rough and tumble, I think, in this, and I think, look, that that goes with the territory with regards to a Sean Dish, um, Sean Dyche team. Um, I did preview with uh, Dan Bardell this morning, and uh, when we were going down looking through the team, um, it got me thinking that. And we spoke about this previously, I think, Paddy as well. The couple of clubs down at the bottom of the league have or ourselves included uh, when we were down there, um, have changed their managers at opportune and inopportune times over the course of the season. And I think Everton and ourselves are probably the only two teams that have gotten it right so far. And the way the reason that I mention that is. Sean Dyche looks like the prop, uh, the perfect manager for this Everton team, considering some of the players that they have in there. Obviously, they're stout at the back with regards to Tarkovsky and uh, Cody. Um, they've got wide players in the likes of Awobi and um, Damari Gray, Dwight McNeil. Um and uh they have uh probably I'd say if you were to say what are they missing they're missing the big bean pole striker but they've got somebody who can play up top with maybe a new Mope, um a Dominic Calvert Noon and and Onana is is now we know we know is fit today when I did the podcast this morning with Bardell um or t- it's not this morning it was only a couple of couple of hours ago with Bardell that um. The uh oh, we weren't sure even whether Onana was playing, but it, I I've read recently that he looks like he's going to be fit, and this team are stout and they're resolute. Paddy. and you know, a stout and resolute team under under uh, under Frank Lampard is different to
1: a stout and resolute team under Sean Dyche. Of course, it is, and and the the one thing that you haven't said is uh, how good the fans have been since since Frank Lampard left. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. I know. There's a big protest on, on Sunday against or Saturday against the owners as well. Um, which is probably one thing that will go in our favour. Um, the last thing they want to be doing is taking their eyes off the prize and the prize is that they get three points against Aston Villa. So we do, we do, we just got to play our own game and uh, you know draw them into fouls. Hopefully, pick up a couple of yellow cards and and change the context of the game early on. And it's it's actually interesting there, Paddy, when you mentioned
2: that you know the fans have been great and they have. And look, look, I know that was made over. Uh, you know, the accosting of board members, the chasing Anthony Gordon down the street and stuff like that. And I think that was if you want to call it, that was kind of maybe a week or 10 days of madness from some fans. And I think they all kind of banded together and they went, this yeah. is insane. What the hell are we doing? Um and to the best of my knowledge, now, it could be completely open to, to correction with this. That seems to have dissipated, and thankfully it does. Nobody deserves to be chased down the street in their car over a football match. Nobody deserves to be roughed, roughed up over a football match. It's a football match. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately that's, and, 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 every
1: every club has lunatics that are capable of doing something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we we've all sat we've all sat around them at matches and you know, you've thought to yourself didn't think our fans are capable of that, but they—they they are. So you're going to get that everywhere. If if someone is going to put themselves in a position where they can be taunted or got at, you're going to have some idiot that can do it. Unfortunately, mm. but uh, but ever everything's a great club. It's uh you know i have spoken about them before. I've always uh I've always admired them, and they're one of those clubs that are kind of everybody's second club. Um, they're uh they're going through a tough time, but I envisage. That they will get out of this pretty easily now that they've got such a good manager and a good a manager capable of getting results. And it it doesn't have to be pretty, it just needs to be one alls, nil alls, one-nils. And that's what Sean Dyche is capable of getting. Um obviously hasn't put a, a, a big stamp on his team just yet. But uh let's see how um let's see how they line up the weekend because uh I haven't I haven't actually seen them under Dyche, but you know what you're gonna get with them. You're, you're going to get fellas that will run through a wall for you. And that's that's what he's built. his. Uh, that's what he was like as a player. Um, I I actually came up against him a couple of times. So I uh, I know what he was like as a player and he's exactly as bold and brash as he is as a manager. So it'll be interesting to see what he does to Everton. I think he's one for the long haul. I think as you, you were rightly mentioning him in the same breath as, as Emery, it's not a stopgap. It's not something to keep them up. It's something for mm-hmm. the long term. And I think it'll be... Uh, a very astute uh, 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 appointment when when, when we look back at this in a couple of years and, and, and they start to push on, especially with the new stadium just around the corner. And and I know we're focusing an awful lot on Everton at the start of this. And the reason being is
2: because, spoiler alert, when we come to talk about Aston Villa's team and the potential team that's going to be out at the weekend, I don't think there's going to be many changes to the team that were against Arsenal. So that's why I'm kind of focusing on on the Everton uh, chat at the, uh, at the start here. But, you know, you mentioned there, Paddy, that like Sean Dyche, I think, when you think about it, Everton have had a lot of their success when they've had a manager who just kind of gets the club and gets that workman mentality that the 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 team has, that the club has. You know, you go back to the Howard Kendall's of this world. You go back to the, um, you know, even even David Moyes. David Moyes came from Preston, I think it was. Didn't had a Hmm. decent CV. Didn't have a brilliant CV. I know he was being spoken about as people who thought uh, are, are as a manager who could manage, all right, for sure. A young manager who could manage. But you know he got the work ethic, and he got he got that out of his team, and and some teams have that kind of bring your lunchbox to work, you've got your blue collar mentality or whatever like that. I think Aston Villa have uh, have have maybe kind of. Tried to move away from that in 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 the past to varying different degrees, um, and I think bringing you Emery might bring that back again because of his work ethic and his his uh, his ability to kind of sit there and put in the hard yards and the and the hours in the in the on the training ground and in the in the film room. But I and that's why I think Sean Dyche is going to be a good appointment for them because they are a they're an honest club. Like and I know I'm using all these words that could be sound derogatory, but they're not. They're just like the Premier League is made up of we just watched manchester united in barcelona uh tonight like manchester united is not a manchester club it, it like it, that 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 oh, the the all the dash of uh you know the 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 road from London to Manchester is probably going to be clogged on the way home tonight. You know after this game, after that game today. You know with mm-hmm. Everton, there's a, there's a, there's more of a kind of a Liverpool basis there. They've they're you know what I'm trying to get at here. They're a colloquial yeah. club. They're a they're, they're a club that has its roots firmly built into that that part of Liverpool. And um, you know they need a manager that's able to get them, get the team, get the fans behind them. Um, I've often said in this podcast before that Goodison Park is the is the stadium. I've been to the most after villa park in in the UK. And it may not be the best thing to look at, and it may be falling apart in places, but there's an aura and there's a kind of a lovely kind of um mystique about those old grounds as well and and uh yeah, as I say, I, I am very complimentary of Everton and I make no bones about it. And the reason being is because they're an old school club like ourselves. that have a ton of history, have a ton of tradition. And, uh, you know, there's a reason that we've played this game. What is it? 210 times it's been played since the inception of the football league. So um, I don't think that that should be underestimated or underspoken about because, um, you know, history is very important. Tradition is very important. And um the entity and the institutions of these two football clubs are really important uh, as well and i want b- I want Everton to succeed, and I want Aston Villa to succeed because they're proper football clubs
1: absolutely, and that's what we want and I know they're they're going out to another soulless bowl very shortly and and things will be completely different and they'll price real real fans out of football unfortunately, but uh that's the way the game has gone and We've done it. Other clubs are doing it on, on a bigger scale. So uh look, come three o'clock Saturday I'll have zero love for Everton. But yeah. in the meantime, Absolutely. I, I think we've got our point across without blowing Absolutely. any more smoke up the arse. <laughs>
2: Let's talk about the Villa team in Spos Villa for, for this weekend. Um, do you share my opinion that it's probably going to be the same team? Maybe Young in for cash, I think, is probably the only, that's the only change I'm expecting, or not expecting, that's the only change that I'm, I'm, I'm hedging that could potentially happen. Uh, do you think there's going to be any more changes other
1: than that? Who am I to second guess what? <laughs> what's going to happen? Um, it, 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 you could easily have Young and Dean back in there. Um, you just don't know what, what you're going to get. I expect to see a change further up the pitch. I think I think he will rotate them on a weekly basis. I think we will see changes, either Buendia or Bailey or whoever comes in. I, th- I think having listened to him, Duran is not something in his plans that he's going to start. Um, any games, anytime soon. But quite happy to spring him from the bench and, and uh, just basically lift the tempo of the team and, and that and that's what he's using them for at the moment. Um but with regards to back four, look, they're not going to change the two centre halves. They're 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 the best two centre halves we have available. Two full full backs could be changed. Two centre midfielders are not going to be changed. McGim will start. I mm-hmm. envisage Coutinho will start after the way he played last week. Watkins is the first name on the team sheet after the last few weeks. I think he's been excellent. And then whoever a another, as we say here in Ireland, we be beside him. But uh, yeah, I'm expecting Buendia. I'm expecting Buendia to be given another chance in, in, that, uh, in that role. But uh, who knows?
2: I think, yeah, I, I like it's too early for John Duran. He more or less said it in his press conference today as well. John Duran's is yeah. a player that they're going to bring along slowly, that they know what they, they want to get from him and that they, they see a, a longer runway. To get to it, than I suppose we do as fans, which is absolutely fine. And do you know what? It's kind of nice. Uh, it, it's not that it's nice, but it's it's I I I can take it a small bit more when the manager just comes out and says that. Hey, listen, Cool the Jets, you're not going to see John Duran starting this weekend. Essentially, is what he mm. said there. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with I'm fine with that, and I'll be fine with that for the rest of the season, um, provided that we aren't in the shite at any t- at any stage and start needing goals. Um, but you mentioned Bailey there as well, Paddy. Um, this could be a game whereby he does maybe swap a Bundy out. Bundy, I think has started the last twelve games in a row. From not has mistaken, he? anybody else out there? Um, wow. I, I because I remember reading a, a statistic once again. Open to correction. I should really check these things before I say them on podcast. I used to be very good at that. I used to be good at having my having stuff like that written down before podcasts and stuff. But you know, life is getting in the way way too much recently for. For stuff like that, and I do apologise, but I think I read somewhere that he's this that this is coming up on his eleventh uh, or twelfth um consecutive start uh, in the league for Aston Villa. Um, Where's Taco when you need him? <laughs> Where's Stato when you need him? Yeah, I can. I'll try and I'll fact check myself in a moment. Um, when uh, when I get you to talk in a moment, but but Leon Bailey I think could come in there. And the reason I think this is a good game is because you know last year we had great or at the start of the season we had great um success dragging Cody and Tarkovsky left and right. Um, Leon Bailey can do that for all his for all his frustration he can do that, and his pace can obviously get in around them as well. Um, so, so, there is something along those lines that we can, um, we can work with, um, uh, with. Regards to. to, to and, but I still think the Buendia starts. I t- still think it is Buendia. Buendia did start against Arsenal, didn't he?
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring:
1: a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 18 plus. Oh, yeah, I
2: can't remember. I think John, I think John, I think I might have said Bailey. He might might have started 12 games in a row, but obviously Bailey hasn't. Uh, I think I was talking about Buendia. Um, but uh yeah, I'm gonna fact check myself here now in a moment, Paddy. But what do you think? Do you think Bailey might get a do you think he'll be uh Bailey might be started from the off at the weekend or um do you think he'll be kept in reserve? Because as you mentioned, he has been a pretty decent um sub from the bench.
1: Yeah, well, I, I didn't say he's been a deep, decent sub from the bench. I said Duran has. <laughs> oh, was it? <coughs> Pardon me. Um, but uh, I think we need need guys who have a stomach for a fight today or on, on Saturday. And I don't know if it is that Bailey is the man for that. So I it wouldn't be my choice. Um, I I would stick with Buendia for this one. I think he, I think he'd rattle them and roll them up a little bit, and and leave a bit of space there for Bailey to come on later in the game, maybe and freshen it up. Um, yeah, not for me. Can't see it. All right,
2: Petty. Keep talking. I'm nearly finished. I've nearly. I've nearly got. Uh...
1: I'm gonna. I'm, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do something strange, Neil. I'm gonna plug somebody else's podcast here. Do I? You're I
2: yes, I meant to say that to you as well. And I had to listen
1: to it today. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. So Mike, Michael Calvin has a podcast called Michael Calvin's Football People, and today his episode. Now you got to go about thirty minutes into it, and then he does a full twenty twenty five minute interview with Unai Emery. It's a really really insightful piece looking into the history of. The Emery family and where he comes from, and what Basque people are like, and how much he eats, sleeps, and breeds football. So it it like Michael. I've known Michael Calvin's work for a very, very, very long time. Um, he's a Millwall reporter, believe it or not, back in the day, big Millwall fan, and uh, he's uh when when I came across, I I listen to him every week when I'm when I'm on my travels. But when I when I when I opened it up today and it was doing Emery, I, I was actually delighted. So. You'll, you'll find it on any podcast provider, Michael Calvin's football people, well worth a listen.
2: Yeah, I did to listen to it today and I found it, I uh, actually didn't finish it, I was, listening, I was listening to it just before we came on, Listen to it watching the, the Embers of the United and, and uh, Barcelona game. But Paddy, I must apologise to our listeners, I told a lie, uh, Emmy Brindia hasn't. He's not in line for his 12th start in a row. He certainly isn't. I w- I he's in line thought. for his 13th start in a row, Paddy. He's had You're his joking. 12th in a row already. It's 13 in a row in the league. Yeah, yeah. He went back all the way back to Brentford. So back to Aaron wow. Danks. Aaron Danks brought him in. And since then, he's started every game since then, from what I can see. Um. So, yeah, Baird Stevenage. um, bar the Stevenage game. And did he start that? The United. Uh, did he? Yeah, it's, I think he started the United. Uh, no, he didn't. He came off the bench in both, uh, in both cup games. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's and, and in that time he scored two goals and, um, again, once against Tottenham and once against Leeds. So, um, he also has a good scoring record against Everton. Uh, I hit because I'd seen so many teams' names there, I never forgot who we were playing. He's a good scoring record. Remember, he scored a header, was it last season, start of the year? And we played yeah. Everton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a Awful game, absolutely awful game. I remember that one, and he scored this header at the front post. Um, But yeah, I'd ask a the question there: Will triori get any minutes?
1: Could who knows? Forgot I don't know. all about him. I'm going to be honest, yeah. forgot all about him. And I think until we see him on the pitch, we'll keep forgetting about him because the minute minute I saw the comment, I went, "Yes, it might be a game for for tricky Triari to be in there." So. Yeah, they would. They would not like that. That those Tarkovsky and and Cody would not like him running at them and and the unpredictability of him. James um, Coleman wouldn't
2: either, at thirty five years of age or whatever he is.
1: Yeah, well, he'd probably be on the opposite side, wouldn't he? But anyway, it's a uh, it, it's definitely one that you know we're, we're all looking forward to seeing when it eventually does come about. Was he on the yeah, bench last weekend?
2: He was, if I remember yeah. rightly, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's obviously got a full week training under his belt now. And and it's interesting. The only outfield player that's injured at the moment is Diego Carlos. And he's back on the grass. We saw the photographs of him. Everybody jump. I I saw the photographs with everybody jumping up on top of him and he's back. I was there, stop, you fuck up his leg again. Get off him. <laughs> Leave him alone. But uh, so he's uh, he's back. The only actual injuries that we have at the moment are Jed Steer and Robin Olsen. They're the only two injuries that we have at the moment, outside of Diego Carlos, obviously, who's uh, mm-hmm. who who is um, long term. But um, so we've got a full deck to shuffle from uh, at the minute, and and it will be interesting. And I'm looking forward to the team sheet tantrum this weekend. As if you guys are new to the podcast, first of all, if you're new to the podcast, thanks for joining. Thanks, me. Do you know what I streamed this on Twitch today? And the only reason I did it was because I forgot that I had a Twitch account, so I streamed it on Twitch. And I must say that. Um, you know, the first thing that we get from Twitch is somebody from dogehype.com looking to come, looking for us to go in there to grow our, our, uh, <laughs> so that's, thank you very much for the first ever comments to come through to us on Twitch. Uh, if there is anybody else there that has commented on Twitch, no, there isn't. We haven't seen them yet. But uh, I just said I'd do it. See if there was anyone living out in Twitch world with regards to this. <laughs> if you know of anyone who would like to watch us on Twitch and is vehemently against YouTube, well, you can now tell them that we stream on Twitch as well for them. Just for them. Um. Anyway. Uh Team Sheet Tantrum for those of you who are new to the podcast. Thank you very much. As I said, please give us a thumbs up and please uh subscribe. Team Sheet Tantrum will be here with you guys on Saturday at 150. Uh that is 1350. And it is also 10 to 2 as well. Uh, but it's all GMT. So if you're in any other part of the world, you gotta do your calculations with regards to GMT. Um, for a team sheet tantrum at the weekend Um, I know Paddy doesn't give predictions for games prior to seeing the team sheet but I'm going to give my prediction and I'm going to stick with it because I've given it three times already since yesterday and I think that this is going to be a low scoring game, I think if you were to blow the whistle and have Sean Dyche and Unai Emery walk up to the centre circle and shake hands on a draw at the start of this game, I think they'd probably do it I think both of them Deich needs to keep the points rolling in, and Unai Emery needs to break the needs to break the duck of uh, of three losses in a row. I think they'd both take a draw. But saying that, I'm going to go with an Aston Villa one 0 win. I think we will be a lot more resolute at the back. I think that Unai Emery even mentioned it. He said that he can't figure out our home form. Why we're so open unless they're fair at home? Yet we've been a, we've been better away from home, and I think that Unai Emery will set us up be hard to break down. And if we can keep this to nil all, I think we will score because we've scored goals under Rooney Emery, we've scored goals pretty much since since Stephen Jarrett has left left the club, and I think that uh, I think that we'll score goals at the weekend. So um, I'm going to go one 0 Aston Villa as as my result for this. What do you think, Paddy
1: Paddy Marmad? I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be as confident this far out, but uh, you know the. When did he join? They've beaten Arsenal one nil. They've beaten Leeds one nil, and they lost two nil to to Everton or to Liverpool. Um, we've conceded eleven goals in three games. Is that correct? Yeah. So to 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 predict something this this <laughs> at this stage, I I I geez, like we've conceded I, eleven I, goals in in three games, and
2: eight of those were against the top two in the league. You know, and I mean, that's, no seven of them, seven
1: of them. Seven, of them. seven of them. Sorry, yeah, seven. <laughs> yeah. Um and and I already said all Everton's games will be nil all, one all or one nil. So that that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a low scoring game. Yeah, however that pans out, we'll we'll see what happens Saturday and see how optimistic I'm feeling when we see the team. Yeah, absolutely. Um bit of a
2: shorter one this evening, uh but just number one because of the time. It's twenty it's half past ten. Um at night and, and it's a Thursday afternoon, it's a it's a school night. Um, But I do have a podcast I might drop tomorrow. I have done, I'm going to come back with, and I know some of you won't like these, and I know I'm going to get pelters from, we weren't linked with this, and we weren't linked with this fella, why are you saying this, newspapers are full of shit, never done like that, never too early to start looking at players that we've been linked with, so I've got somebody that I think is a, a, that we were linked with last week, um, that I've done a small bit of digging around on. Um, that has a link to, um, to Aston Villa as well, so uh, I might drop one of those tomorrow, and uh, might drop, just drop start dropping one a week from here on in because I like doing them, and you some most the majority of you guys like listening to them. So if you do, they're on their way back again. Um, but until then, guys, uh, we will be back with Team Sheet Tantrum Saturday at ten to two. That is one fifty and thirteen fifty as well, depending on what way your clock is uh, is is set up. Really appreciate all of you for, uh, for watching and for listening. You know, we love coming on here. I love all your comments. And uh, to Matthew Hallinan as well, again, really appreciate that. I forgot to say it. It came in prior to the podcast. Love you, Matt. Thank you so much. Cheers, Matt. Uh, as I, say, that's, uh, I, I really appreciate it. We'll be back on Saturday. We may not have a post-match on Saturday, but then again, we may. It's not, not due to the result. It's due to whether I might be whipped away. Um, I bang on on the full time whistle uh, to go somewhere, so um, we may and not I'm, have a post also, I'm also
1: struggling too, so I won't be stepping in for you either. You're, yeah, <laughs> you're
2: struggling too. So we will let you know. I know anyway for the team sheet tantrum. So if anybody's waiting for a post match, um, we, we might have a, we
1: might have a more reserved. Uh, after match later in the well, weekend yeah, or,
2: or I might be doing it from the car <laughs> one or the other we'll see we'll see it depends <laughs> on what way the game goes but listen thanks very much everybody for watching and listening if you know of anybody you think might like this please push it out their way we're exactly 100 people away from 5,000 subscribers on YouTube we're at 4900 if you know of anyone please push this out there please like it share it on Twitter wherever you see the see the notifications for this I just really appreciate it appreciate that it's just a complete another vanity project to get the five, 5k five subs (laughs) So that's full transparency that is full transparency but thanks so much for everything you do gotta go, half past ten we'll see you on Saturday Um, stay safe, stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa
0: Sports Social Podcast Network That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW proof. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.